Good morning. Good morning. Praise God. We are assembled here this morning to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we come together, I, I was looking at our program earlier, the love of family, and we are in this celebratory season, actually worshiping the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And as we come this morning and we give thanks for God and we give thanks to God about what it is that he is doing in our lives right now, I know that you are ready to shout for joy. All right, that was kind of weak now. We're ready. We're ready to praise the Lord. Let us pray. Oh, God Almighty, we thank you. We thank you for the blessing of our 8 o'clock service. We thank you for the blessing of the Sunday school and the wonderful lessons we had this morning. We thank you for Sunday school and the awesome program of our young people who reminded us that we don't have to worry that Christmas would never be stolen because it was given to us through Jesus Christ. Lord, as we come to this service with thanksgiving in our hearts, we ask you, Lord, right now to let us consecrate our spirits. Let us join our energies together. We know that we didn't rise this morning out of our own. It was because of your grace and your mercy. And we are so thankful. And Lord, as we assemble and others do around this city and this country and this world, in your name, Lord Jesus, we just want to give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. And we're going to shout. We're going to shout this morning. Because if they did it 2,000 years ago, we can still say, Jesus was born and Jesus is alive. And we are so thankful that we have a Savior. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray. And all the saints say amen. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. And now we will hear from our praise singers. Praise the Lord. Come on, put your hands together as you stand to your feet. As you stand to your feet. I know I have some Bible readers in here. The Bible says, magnify the Lord. I'm sorry, magnify the Lord what? With me. Magnify the Lord what? With me. Well, we have a special guest that's going to lead us in worship this morning in the person of Stacy Boyd Jackson. Come on, let's give a good K Chapel. Good God bless you this morning. We're going to give him glory in here. Come on, put your hands together in here. Put your hands together in here. We're going to give him praise in here. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Oh yeah, come on, put morning. your hands together. Yes.
Bible song says this. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You are hope. You restore every heart that is Oh 
are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Come on, put your hands together and then give him praise. espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary and the angel came in unto her and said hail thou that art highly favored the Lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and when she saw him she was troubled at, at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be and the angel said unto her Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom there should be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How should this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For God, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. May the Lord a blessing to the hearers and doers of his word. Good morning, and let us go in prayer. Father God, we thank you for waking us up to another beautiful Lord's Day, another opportunity to come to your holy house, praise your holy name, and learn your holy word. Heavenly Father, you promised us in James 1.5 that all we had to ask for wisdom to receive it. So we ask you now, Lord, Give us that wisdom that we need as we approach it. Father God, Lord God Almighty, let your glory fill this place this morning. Let your beautiful and amazing Holy Spirit move among us to dwell in each and every one of our hearts, to challenge us, to clean us, to inspire us, to teach us, to restore us, to guide our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. We thank you, Lord. We can't thank you enough. We thank you for the many miracles, the many blessings that you continue to pour in our lives. The peace, love, joy, and happiness that you're putting in our hearts. It's your faithfulness, your righteousness, your holiness. We thank you, Father. Father God, Lord God Almighty, we thank you for the promise of 
of your magnificent heaven and the hope of your eternal life. We thank you for everyone that's here this morning. We pray for those who desire to come and we uplift our sick and our shedding members with the power of healing be upon them. Our families that's going through bereavement, Lord, give them peace, give them comfort. Your mighty hedge of protection, Father, may your grace and mercy be upon us each and every day. And for the spoken word for this morning, Senior Pastor, let it continue to meditate on our hearts, our minds, our spirit, our soul all week long. These and more prayers in your holy son, Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. The scripture says that the angel Gabriel came and announced to Mary the wonderful thing that would happen to her as she would carry the Son of God into the world. But I'm thankful that angels are not just Christmas tagalongs, but angels are realities that are, are present with us each and every day. In fact, Scripture says that God will give charge of his angels over us. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad that angels are just watching over us. In Jackson, Mississippi, we need some angels watching over us. Amen. Come on and sing that song with us. It's an old song that simply says, All night, all night, all day.
Come on and put those hands together. Bless God this morning. Amen. Amen. And amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Make note of the worship schedule for the month of December. On today, December the 8th, worship services will be held at 8 and 11. On next Sunday, December the 15th, join us for worship at 8 a.m., followed by the cantata at 4 p.m. here at Cade. On December the 22nd, we'll have our regular services at 8 and 11. And on December the 24th, join us at 6 p.m. for our Christmas Eve worship service. And finally, on December the 29th, our joint year-end service will take place at 10 a.m. here in the sanctuary. The K Development Learning Center would like to express sincere gratitude for your love and kindness and overwhelming generosity. We appreciate your gifts and would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you from all of us to all of you. Attention girls ages 11 through 16, applications for the new ministry Girl Power are available now. Please stop by the Old Fellowship Hall and pick up your application. Complete and return it by the deadline of December the 22nd. Our annual Christmas Cantata celebration will take place here at Cade on December the 15th at 4 p.m. Doors will open to the public at 3. We are celebrating our 140th year church anniversary. And these lovely and beautiful photos are just a few of the ones that will be included in our commemorative yearbook. However, some of you will look like this or this. And if we're feeling particularly creative, you may even look like this. So, just a quick reminder, you have three more Sundays to come by and have your photo taken. There's zero charge to do so. Just drop by the Buckley Family Room on today, December the 22nd or December the 29th, and we'll take a quick picture of you to be included in the yearbook. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. Again, we do want each of you to be included in our yearbook, the 2020 yearbook. Uh, you don't have to schedule or make an appointment to go by. Just go by in between services. Uh, Brother Ashley is back there. You, you can just go in and, and, and smile real big and real pretty, and, and he'll do the rest. Amen? Amen. We want all of our members included in that annual, uh, in, in that uh, yearbook. Uh, so we don't want those uh, stick figures in your place. Let's make sure we get uh, pictures of you and your loved ones. Do that before the month is out. Also, uh, we do have uh, monthly reminders of, uh, of, of the month's activity. Do we have any more available? We don't have any more available. Amen. Just a few. All right. We'll pass the few out. Or if you need a reminder, ushers, you go up to an usher and act real nice. Amen. One of the few that they have left, they'll give to you. But you got to act real nice now. Amen. Okay, ain't nobody going to get one. Ain't nobody laughing or nothing. Y'all ain't laughing or smiling or grinning. Amen. <laughs> you don't have to do it right now. Amen. But if you need a reminder schedule of the month's activities, because there are some changes uh, in the December schedule, we want to make sure that you're aware of those, uh, that you aren't missing any of the services, particularly on next Sunday. Next Sunday uh, is Cantata Sunday. Cantata is going to be at 4, 4 p.m. Uh, in the evening, and it's going to be right here at K Chapel. We're bringing our cantata back home. Amen, somebody. Amen. And so you don't have to go all across town to take part 
in those services. It will be right here in our sanctuary next Sunday at 4 p.m. Won't you be in prayer for Brother Thickpen and our music staff, uh, all of whom have been working very diligently to make this uh, part of our annual calendar a very meaningful part. Uh, it's after we've had cantata at K Chapel uh, that many of us feel like we can now have Christmas. And so we want to, again, uh, support our music ministry uh, in the fine way that we always do. Because cantata is continuing, the cantata rehearsals are continuing next week, we do want to remind our Bible study. We will be meeting next week. However, we will meet uh, in the Family Life Gymnasium uh, at 7 p.m. The uh, cantata and musicians uh, will need this space uh, to continue in their rehearsal schedules. So Bible study, meet us in the gymnasium on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. An announcement that we need to get, I understand. Good morning, Kay Chapel. Uh, I'm here on behalf, you've been hearing in, your, in the announcements for the past few weeks, about a new program that's going to be starting here at the church. It's a girls' mentorship program, and it's designed for girls from 11 through 16 years of age. Uh, this program is being offered by a partnership of four different groups. We have the Circle of Temperance, which is uh, led by Ms. Errol McDonald, uh, the Circle of Meekness by Ms. Fern Anderson, and we're working in conjunction with the Women's uh, Ministry Mission. Uh, they are supporting us wholeheartedly. And uh, we're also working under the umbrella of the Youth Department. The Youth Department has been very generous and they have helped us in numerous ways and we're working hand in hand with them. The program is designed uh, for these girls to give them knowledge and strategies for how to navigate life's problems that come up, not just problems, but circumstances that they run into constantly. We have five basic areas that we'll be exploring. Uh, one concept is to teach girls to be themselves, you know, not based on who you are from what others think you should be. We're going to teach them all of the self-guides, the self-awareness, self-esteem, uh, self-confidence, self-respect. Okay, the second area is to get girls to always shine bright, to shine bright first in the Lord, and then to shine bright into the lives of others. And in order to do that, we want them to constantly use those common courtesies to show compassion to have integrity, and to have those social graces that carry them a long distance. Our third uh, activity is, is to get them to follow their dreams, to be able to set goals, implement those goals, and then monitor them as they go through trying to accomplish them. And in order to do that, we want them to first develop responsibility, we want them to work diligently in this effort and in any effort they encounter. And we want them to work with perseverance. We want them to make a difference in the world. You know, to help others that are in need. We want them to develop empathy so that they can feel what someone else is feel and be able to help from that standpoint. 
and we also want them to uh, just show kindness and work as a team because we can do little by ourselves, but we can do much working together. And then the final uh, activity, we want them to uh, change the world. We want them to serve in their communities, you know, make their communities, wherever that community may be, a better place, and to do it on a constant basis. This program is going to start next month, uh, January 18th, and we will be meeting the third Saturday of each month. And remember, girls from 11 through 16, we want them all, every girl in the church under that age range. We want them to participate because we have some valuable things to offer to them. So starting uh, January 18th, and I want to note too that lunch will be served for those girls. We will work from 9.30 in the morning till 11.30, and then they can go directly from there to choir rehearsal if they're involved with choir rehearsal or be picked up uh, by their parents at that time. And I also want to emphasize, even though we have four different organizations who are managing this program, I don't see it just as a program for us. I see this as a church program to promote growth in our young ladies in the most positive of ways. So we're going to be asking you later to assist us in ways and, uh, you know, to just promote our girls. Thank you. It is now time to give and know that in your giving you'll be able to help someone else. The ushers may now come.
Let us pray. Receive and bless these gifts and our lives, O oh God, which you offer in response to your steadfast love and your Son, Jesus, transform people's lives. So may the lives of others be transformed through these gifts, through our love and through our witness. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. It is now time that we recognize our guests. We ask that if you are not a member of K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church, that you would stand at this time. Our visitors, will you please stand? Thank you. We ask that you remain standing for a moment. We want you to know on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Reginald Buckley, on behalf of our pastor emeritus, Reverend H.L. Buckley, and the entire K Chapel family, we want to thank you for visiting with us today. If you're looking for a church home, you don't have to look any further. However, if you're just visiting, whenever your schedule will allow you to come back, come back again and visit with us. And before you sit down, we're going to give you something you can only get right here at K Chapel MB Church.
Chapel. You know, each Sunday morning at this time, you receive information on those that you can minister to during the week. And let me tell you, as of right now, there were no reports of anyone that lost a loved one last week. No reports. However, we do have in the hospital Brother Kenny Williams, Sister Beatrice Palmer. We have recovering at home Sister Loretta Brown Buckley, Mr. Levi McBride, Mr. A.J. Mack, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blonson, Sister Dorothy Aldridge, Mother Triplett, Sister Vera Collins, Sister Aletha Lewis, Reverend Michael Jones, Brother Bobby Smith, one of our ushers, and Sister Joyce Price. And I understand that we have back in service uh, Sister Ruby Florence. Ruby, if you're here, raise your hand. She's been out a while. Good to see you. Welcome back to the service. And listen, each of you have one of these programs. Let us not forget the name of the people on the back of this program. These are the people with long-term illnesses, and we want to keep them in our prayers, especially during this holiday season. Amen? Amen. Now, as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and thank God that you can. Amen? Amen. It is now time to bless the Lord through our giving. We understand that fully worshiping God includes offerings, which, we, which are given primarily for three reasons here at K Chapel. We give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. We give as a sign of our thankfulness to God for supplying provisions in our lives. Finally, we give because we want, God, want to see God's kingdom grow through the mission and ministries that occur here and around the world through K Chapel. Now the word. Restore for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break through, in, and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen.
And if I told the truth, I'm better than blessed. Oh, 
of the light hey, in dark times for the light hey, Jesus King in the midnight hour he's my light hey, Jesus announcement by an angel named Gabriel. The text says that this angel was sent by God into a city of Galilee known as Nazareth. We pick it up right around in the 27th verse. The version espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and he shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this thing be seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If you don't mind helping me preach this this morning, why don't you tell your neighbor, he chose me. He chose. He chose me. He chose me. He chose me. Mandy, it would be naive of me to believe that the blessings of God in my life 
are a result of how well prepared I am or how good of a preacher I am or how good of a student I was. None of those things, by the way, do I think are necessarily true. One thing that I do know is true is that I am a benefactor of God's grace. He chose me. Not because I've been so good. Not because I've done everything so right. But if I had to tell the truth of the matter, he just looked beyond some of my stuff. He had to look past some of my shortcomings, some of my downfallings. He had to look beyond all of the things that would have and should have disqualified me and yet showed favor upon me. Fact of the matter is, I can't explain it, James. All I can tell you is, he chose me. Don't deserve it. And I don't believe I'm by myself. I believe there are two or three folk in here who can look back over your life. And if you had to tell the truth of the matter, it's not because you've done everything so well. Yes, you were a good student, but there were other good students. Yes, you prepared yourself, but other people prepared themselves. Truth of the matter is, there's some things that, for whatever reason, God just said, that's yours. He chose you. He chose you. I wonder if there's anybody who doesn't mind admitting the Lord just chose you for some things. He chose to bless you. He he chose to show favor upon you. He chose to be gracious to you. He chose to be merciful to you. He, he chose to forgive you. He, he chose to open that door. He, he chose to close that door. He, he just chose to do so. And I'm just glad about it. Chose it. And, and, and I've come to the point in my life, Fellowship, where I've decided I'm going to stop trying to explain the folk why I got what I got and just put it on God God just chose me I can't explain it he he just been good to me he 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 he, he just did it anyhow he did it in spite of me he chose me he chose me he chooses in this text a girl, a virgin girl, who likely should have not received such a blessing based upon conventional thinking. Conventional thinking would have caused this girl to have been overlooked. She was poor. She was uneducated. She 
did not come from a rich aristocracy of a family. There were no chips in her favor. And yet God chose her. He chose her because he wanted his son to be born of a virgin girl. Now, let me deal with the virgin birth for just a moment because there are some in, in our communities, in our Christian communities, who would have you believe that the virgin birth is not essential to Christian doctrine. The academicians in seminaries all across this nation who would teach that a virgin birth is not fundamental nor foundational to Christian doctrine. And I contend that's just not true. It matters to me how Jesus got here. And it should matter to you how Jesus got here. The fact that he is born of a virgin makes him different and distinct from any and everybody else. I say it matters that he is born of a virgin. The virgin birth of Jesus is both paramount to and prophetic in our faith. And if you are a Christian, a Bible-toting, Holy Ghost-filled, twice-born Christian, you ought to be able to stand flat-footed and say, I believe that he was born of a virgin. And it ought to matter. It ought to matter. I'll give you four reasons why the virgin birth is fundamental to Christian faith. Number one, it is foundational to Christian faith because uh, it, it demonstrates that Jesus had a heavenly origin. John 1 and 1, you remember it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And then in verse 14 it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. The Word was with God in the beginning and became flesh and dwelt among men. Belief in the virgin birth then means that we believe that Jesus was not just a human being born of a woman, but he was also born of God. He is God incarnate, God. He is fully human and yet fully divine. The second person of the Holy Trinity come down from heaven. He did not have his beginning in time, but rather he was born in eternity. He was with God in eternity. He, he had heavenly origin, come down from heaven. Second reason why the virgin birth is so foundational and essential to Christian doctrine is because the virgin birth means that Jesus had a sinless nature. He had a sinless nature. For you see, if Jesus had had a human father, then he would have, like us, inherited a sinful nature. You, you, you didn't know you inherited a sinful nature? Yeah, yeah, you, I know you didn't do anything when you were a baby, but you were still born into sin. You, you were born with a sinful nature. Everybody in here had a birthmark on them when they came here. It, you were stamped 
with sin. And the only thing you could do to get rid of that birthmark is to be born again. Wish I had a witness in here. You, you, you must be born again because sin has been imputed. That's a theological term meaning that it's been passed down from generation to generation and, and you just inherit. It's some stuff you just inherited. Didn't have anything to do with it. Just like you came here with that beautiful black skin, you just got it. You didn't have nothing to do with that. You, it just get, it was given to you. Sin was given to you. Yeah, yeah, but, but Jesus, because God bypassed man, he took the seed of man out of the picture when it came to the birth of his son. Because sin was passed down through the seed of man, God bypassed the sin problem by bypassing the seed of man. Giving his son a sinless nature. He is born without sin. And because he is born without sin, that brings us to the third point. That makes him then the perfect sacrifice. He was the perfect sacrifice. Born without sin. God, you remember, requires a perfect sacrifice, a sacrifice that is without blemish. And that's why John one day looks at Jesus who is walking across the field while he is baptized. And he says, behold, the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. What John was looking at was a sinless man who would be the per perfect sacrifice for all of humanity. Perfect sacrifice. He who knew no sin became sin and took on sin that we might become the righteousness of God. So the virgin birth is essential because it directly concerns our salvation. But then fourthly, the fourth reason why the virgin birth is so essential to our faith is because it shows the uniqueness of Christ. It shows the uniqueness of Christ. Nobody has come into the world the way Jesus did. Amen, lights. No, no, no other person has been born into this world the way Jesus was. No, no other person had angels singing on the day of his birth. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. An angelic chorus came down from heaven to serenade earth. All of earth saying glory to God in the highest. On earth peace, goodwill toward men. No other baby claimed that kind of angelic attention other than Jesus. No other person had a star to lead others to where he was. Nobody like Jesus and the virgin birth further testifies to the uniqueness of our Christ. God allowed his son to come through this unique mean and method and manner. Allowing his son to be born of a virgin girl named Mary. And the virgin birth, I say to you, is not an elective to our faith, but it is essential. God 
chose Mary. Now, can you imagine for just a moment what Mary had to have been thinking when Gabriel comes to her out of the blue? First of all, Gabriel comes to her. Don't run over that. Y'all act like y'all see angels every day. Gabriel, the archangel, comes and sits down and has a talk with Mary. Came down from heaven and sat down and talked with Mary and addressed her, Hail thou, woman, highly favored of God. The Lord is with thee. Mary looked around. Had there been somebody else behind her because surely Gabriel could not be addressing her. She is just a poor peasant girl, highly favored of God. But God chose her. You can't imagine how special, how amazing that must have felt. I invite you to go back into your childhood and remember what it felt like to be picked, to be chosen. You remember when y'all were playing the childhood games, whether it was basketball or kickball or, or Red Rover, Red Rover, whatever the childhood game was, and, and you had two captains, and, and the captain started picking teams, and they said, I, I, I got Perry. And the other one would say, I got Ken. And one would say, I... I got luster. I say I got James. And and the more the the, the, the further way went down the road, you, you were hoping you were in the Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You were hoping you were in one, two, three, fourth round pick at least. Amen. When when it got down round to the last few, it wasn't no I got no more. It was just come on. It was, you, you left, come on, you, you can be on my team. But Mary was not just left. She was a first draft pick, chosen. God chose her. And the good news this morning is that God chooses you too. He didn't stop choosing in the days of Mary, but he chose you too. He chose you too to do something wonderful through you. He chose you to do something amazing through you. He, he chose you to do something extraordinary through you. He chose you to do something miraculous through you. Don't you remember what the apostle Peter says? He says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you should proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God chose you. He chose you. He chose you. What did he choose you to do? He chose you to be salt. He chose you to be light. 
He chose you to be the hands and the feet of Christ. He chose you to represent the kingdom of God. He chose you to be a son of God. He chose you to be a daughter of God. He chose you to be a joint heir with Christ. He chose you to be the ecclesia called out from the world. He chose you to be the koinonia, the fellowship of the saints. He chose you to live in holiness, to seek after righteousness, to walk in godliness. God chose you. chose you to love mercy. He chose you to do justice. He chose you to walk humbly with your God. God chose you to sing forth the praises of him who brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He chose us. And that's good news, y'all, because I know sometimes we think that we've done God a favor by getting on his side. And we'll sing that song Real proud. I decided to make Jesus my choice. And, and we feel real good because we think we done done something. But please understand, long before you chose him, he chose you. And the only reason you could choose him is because before you even knew your name, he chose you. He chose you to be in relationship with. He chose you that he would be your father. He chose you to be his child. He chose you. God chose to bless you. He chose to woke you up this morning. He chose you to keep you in your right mind. He chose you. And I'm glad, I'm glad this morning that before I could choose him, he chose, that's Bible, y'all. Before the foundations of the earth were formed, God chose you. And the only, the only thing we can brag in, if we're going to brag about anything, is that God loved me enough that he chose me. He chose to be my father, my redeemer, my savior, my atonement. He chose me chose to wash me, chose to save me, chose to put up with my foolishness. He chose me. He chose to forgive me. He chose to walk with me. He chose to transform me. He chose me. He chose me. He chose me. He chose me. I can tell some of y'all think you did God a favor. I stopped by to tell you, God did you a favor. Uh, so a few things, and I'll be going to my seat, a few things for us to see in this text and understand through this choice of Mary as the mother of Jesus. First of all, this text shows us and illustrates that God's choices are not merit-based, but are grace-given. They, they are not merit-driven, but they are grace-given. I told you earlier, there are a lot of things that could have and should have disqualified Mary from being the mother of Jesus. Yes, she was a virgin girl, but surely she wasn't the only virgin. In all of Nazareth, in all of Galilee, sure, she was a godly girl, but she wasn't the only godly girl. 
yeah, 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 she loved the Lord, but, but she wasn't the only girl who loved the Lord. She wasn't the only one who was brought up to understand who God was and the Messiah was coming. There, there were other girls there. But God decided, I want you. And not because, watch this, not because you're the only one and not because you've done anything so good. It's just because I choose you. See, the Bible says, <laughs> I believe it's in around in 1 Corinthians, the Bible says that, that God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I wish I had some Bible readers in here. In other words, in other words, there are things that God will do that don't even make sense. To conventional thinking, we, we think we got it all figured out and we know the moves that God is going to make and we know, watch this, who ought to be promoted and who ought to be put up and who ought to be put in charge and who, who's worked enough to, to, and God says, yeah, I know what you think, but, but, but I do things my way. I, I, I will choose whom I want, where I want, when I want, put them where I want them, how long I want them to serve, take them down when I'm through with them because I'm God. And that's why I really, elections are important, but I don't get caught up in finally who's in the office. Because kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about the name of Jesus. Presidents will get elected. Unelected, reelected, and sometimes impeached. But the name of Jesus will stand forevermore. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, and God chooses whom He wants, why He wants, and when He wants. And if man, watch this, I don't know who this is for, but if man rejects you, I've got a God who will select you. Man can close doors in your face and God can open them and no man can close them. God can shut doors that no man can open. Don't, don't quit putting your trust in man and, and who you know and the connections you have and the networks that you've made because I need you to understand that there's some things that your networks can't do. There's some doors that your connections can't open. There's some things that if they're going to happen, it's going to have to be by the Spirit of God, not by power nor by might, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. God's choices are not merit driven, but they are grace given. Grace. That means that God gives us things that we simply don't deserve. Grace. Grace brought you to this point in your life. Grace. Grace gave you another chance. Grace. Grace allowed you to take time to be changed. Grace wiped your past clean and put you on a new path. Grace 
Somebody asks you, how do you explain it? I can't explain it. All I can say is amazing grace. I can't, I can't clarify it except to say amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Number two, number two, this text also teaches us that he does not always choose the prepared, but he always prepares the chosen. He does not always choose the prepared, but he always prepares the chosen. When, when Gabriel makes this announcement, Mary starts basically to give an answer why she can't be the right choice. She says, listen, I hear what you're saying, Gabriel, but there's something you don't understand. I've not been with a man. And if I'm going to bring a baby into the world, there's a deficit that you're working with. I, I've not been with a man. And, and, and what you see as a deficit, God sees as an opportunity. What you see as something that's working against you, God says, I can work with that. See, a lot of times we're trying to count ourselves out and disqualify ourselves before we even walk through the doors that God has opened, telling him why we can't do and why we can't be what he's called us to be. But the devil is a lie. If God opens the door, he prepares those whom he has chosen. Mary wasn't the first one to have this kind of conversation with God. If you go back, Moses had the same kind of conversation. Moses, go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Moses said, wait a minute, Lord, you must have the wrong person. I still stutter. I, I have a speech problem. I'm slow of speech. And, and who am I to go before Pharaoh? Who, who will I tell them sent you? I don't have that kind of authority. I don't have that kind of personal charisma and power. They're not going to follow me. And God listened to all of that. And his only response to Moses was, Moses, what is that in your hand? Quit telling me why you can't do it. And look at what I've given you that will help you to do it. Quit looking at your downfalls and consider what God will use as an opportunity. What is that in your hand? What, what is the skill? What is the talent? What is the gift that God has given you? Watch this. And it may not be the other person's gift, but that's part of the problem. Quit comparing your gift to somebody else's. Quit looking at how well they can do it and thank God for what you got. Thank God for who you are. Thank God for what he's given to you and quit trying to be them because ain't you can't be them, but can't nobody be you either. God uses common, ordinary people and he prepares common, ordinary people people. When God got ready to repopulate the world, he chose a common man named Noah. When he got ready to start the church, he, he chose 12 common unlearned men to follow him. When, when he got ready to feed the 5,000, he took a common lunch from a common child and blessed it until there were leftovers. When he got ready to move America to a higher place on December 1st, 1955, he used a tired common lady on a city bus to start a boycott and because she would not stand up, we can now sit down. God uses common, ordinary people to do extraordinary things and just like he chose Rosa Parks, He'll choose you. Oh, yes. He hadn't stopped choosing people. 
He'll choose you to do something. Something that the nation will talk about generations later. He'll choose you to do something that the church will lift up de decades later. He'll choose you to do something that your community will remember when you're long gone from this place. They'll still remind the others of how God used common, ordinary people. Just ordinary people. God uses ordinary people. He chooses people just like you and me who are willing to do as he commands. He uses people who will give their all. No matter how small your all may seem to you. Because little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand. Mary finally ended up saying, okay, if you want to use me, let it be so. So be it according to thy word. If you want to use this common, ordinary, overlooked, forgotten girl, let it be so. And some of us this morning need to come to God in the same way that Mary did, simply saying yes. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. If you're here this morning, the doors of the church are open. You can come by letter by Christian experience as a candidate for baptism, simply saying, you know what? Today is my day. To say yes. Yes. I will be what you've called me to be. I'll say yes. Lord, I agree. My desire passionately is to be what you've called me to be and that's what I'll be my, my, my. that's good I will be what you've called me to be yes Lord yes Lord I'll say I'll say yes Lord I agree my what I'll be. My God, my God. I will be what you call me to be. I'll say yes. Lord, I agree. My desire passionately Call me to be 
and it's all left up to us. Listen, I just want to say something we said earlier. You know, we have a wonderful pastor, and Christmas is coming. So what we're going to ask, and Usher is going to give us all, we just want you, if you want to just put something in the pot and just show our pastor how much we love him, we're going to ask if you would go ahead and get it out of your purse and out of your billfold right now, and the usher is going to come by, and I know that he will appreciate it. We don't want him to hear it or know it right now, but we're going to ask right now, and it will take three minutes for us to see how many of us would like to give a Christmas token to our pastor. Ushers, won't you please come quickly? But our pastor, he is worthy and he is good. standing most gracious father we are thankful Lord for this day and father we thank you for these gifts that have been given father we ask that you will multiply these gifts that it be used for the upbuilding of your kingdom now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ rest and rule and abide with each of us now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.